This is the How Not to Lead podcast, disrupting the leadership status quo with intentional conversations on how to recalibrate as a leader to drive purpose-driven organizations from whatever role of leadership you are in. It's time for a new episode. Let's go. Hello, leader. Welcome to the How Not to Lead podcast. I'm LaDawn Townsend, your host, transformational keynote speaker and leadership performance expert, here to welcome you to our inaugural episode. This is our preview of our upcoming podcast that's to come. And my purpose of coming to you today is to share with you what this podcast is all about why I'm even qualified to talk to you on the topic of leadership, especially on how not to lead. And I believe my assignment is that every time I get to the honor of speaking in front of an audience is to share a leadership tip that you can take back into your role. You might need to marinate on it. You might just go and implement, but that is what you're going to get on every single podcast. So let's dive in. A lesson in how not to lead began for me the day my executive position sent me to the emergency room. Let me tell you a brief story. My background is being a fixer in corporate America. I loved what I did. I was in banking before banking was really a thing. And at one of the heights, I would say, of my leadership position, I was working for Um, a finance company. And one day as I'm working with one of our premier bank clients at my desk, he noticed something was not right about me. My my words were slurring. And at that time, uh, no one really knew the amount of toxicity going on in the work environment. And before I knew it, I was rushed to a office off the side of our uh, platform in the bank and a EMT was called in, my blouse was cut open. I was then put on a stretcher, wheeled into an ambulance, taken to the emergency room because my blood pressure was so high, they thought the next thing was gonna happen, the unspeakable thing. And within a short time of being there, outside of that toxic environment, I believe I had such a God intervention moment where my levels changed gears And I began to regulate and the doctor then had a heart to heart with me about what he saw this to be. And that was stress. And that was the start, which led me on my journey of what does it really mean to be a leader? How in the world did I allow my voice to be so silenced or to feel as if I didn't have a voice to speak up about how I was being oppressed or suppressed or any of that? And that was the beginning for me. Luckily that day, none of the things uh, that they thought would happen happened. And I still continued to work in corporate and moved on to a, a company that really cared and worked with an amazing mentor that I knew cared about his team. And that team that was tight knit actually ended up being downsized in 2014. And that's when I launched my firm. And the reason I share this context with you 
is because that moment on the stretcher was a moment of awakening for me. And it was the moment that I knew I had to recalibrate as a leader because a leader is someone that is leading in positions and not just checking off tasks, but leadership encompasses a lot of our life. So here I am freshly laid off from my downsize in 2014 and I launched my business, bootstrapped it up, was turned down for funding 35 times in the first year. And I targeted on leadership being one of the pillars I taught my clients because we were focusing on revenue growth and process improvement and business fundamentals and sales and marketing plans and market expansion and working with companies around the globe, corporate clients in India and West Africa. And I absolutely loved it. But one of the things that I found in the nine years now of being a business owner is that any target an organization has, public sector, private sector, small business, large enterprise, doesn't matter. It all begins at the leadership at the helm. And what I find in all, pretty much all organizations that I've worked for or I've worked with, that there's a missing element within the organization in order for them to really fulfill the purpose, the mission statement, the vision that they have. And that is the leadership from the helm. I believe that business can be a force for good. This was well before the pandemic. And what I have found in over nine years of having my business, over 20 years of being a fixer in corporate and working with executives and coaching them is that there are tolerations that creep into our organizations, our departments, your life, your business that derail you from actually meeting the full potential that you have as a leader. And if we're not careful, these little tolerations can turn into foxes that get into the hen house and just cause a massacre. And that's what we're seeing today in the marketplace. One of the silver linings from COVID that really pulled back the curtain on what's happening from a people pillar in organizations. And that's why this podcast is dedicated to leaders. It shined a light on what employees really were feeling and thinking about their companies they work for. And then also some companies that caught the message decided to make a positive pivot on how they did business. One of the prime examples of this is the business roundtable. I believe it was, was it maybe 20, late 2020 or early 2021? where they came together, some of the top corporations in America, a little bit over 250 of them, came together to rewrite the age-old declaration on what is a corporation. Previously, the definition was stakeholder value, profit was first. They flipped it on its ear to say, basically, People are first, our customers, our vendors, our employees. We will have purpose-driven profit. That's my phrase that I say. Um, And of course, we want shareholder value to be there, but that's not the driving force. This all, between my emergency room visit, between COVID, between employees not wanting to go back to work because they found joy in actually being able to work from home, between major corporations pumping the brakes on how they do business, getting a different perspective. This is are the 
birth pains of a change that is needed in the marketplace. And one of the changes that still needs to happen is how we lead. And that is why I'm talking to you on this podcast about how not to lead. Because if we really look at the definition of training courses, uh, leadership academies, executive programs, conferences that you send your employees to, that you go to, what you're being taught is technically the opposite of what to do, right? They're saying, do this, don't do that. So, so they're trying to tell you, do, this is how you're supposed to lead because you're not supposed to lead this other way. And that is all good. But if the training or the program you brought into your company or even that they sent you to was only implemented to check a box or to try and manufacture um, high employee satisfaction scores so that the company standards look good to investors, we have missed the point of what leadership is really about. In over 20 years, I've had the honor of locking arms with leaders in position from public office to CEOs. Uh, my career, I've put together presentations that went to CEOs and boards of major Fortune 50 companies. So I have been blessed to be in the room of those conversations to see the pressure that is on those leaders to make decisions to keep their organizations moving forward. And there are a small percentage, a remnant, that also understand the people pillar. And what's happening in leadership and why we must change how we lead is that there is now a, I would say a movement of next gen leaders who are saying, we don't want to lead like how we've seen before. And there's a push pull in the marketplace of who I call old school leaders that need to have a change of the guard that are saying, this is how we've always done it. And then you have leaders now that are saying, I don't want to do it that way. And then there's a lovely group in the middle that have amazing resumes that are saying, you know what? I'm not new in this game of being a leader, being a manager. The way we did it is not the way to continue to do it. And there's a change, but you're, but you're not sure how. This is the podcast for you. So in all of this that's going on, these tolerations that began this reflection time for my emergency room visit up until now and talking to leaders and seeing them having to pivot during the pandemic, having to make tough decisions, whether they are the owner of the company, whether they are investors that are really looking at how they invest differently, whether they are a public servant that's in a, a position of, of power and privilege, which we all are in that. That privilege position is where you, you get the pressure to make a change. That's how I define privilege. Whether you're a frontline manager, whether you're aspiring to be a leader, I want to talk to you today about the tolerations that's happening that is polluting the positivity that can come in the leadership pool, it's tolerations. When we tolerate leadership behavior, that is something each person, when they see it, they know that that's not what they're supposed to do. That's no, that they know that that's not even how you're supposed to treat people, but we tolerate it globally within our organizations. And the result is we have a dip in revenue. Now, now I'm going to give you the, the leadership, but I need to correlate this on 
the, the tactical, how you're going to feel the pain of it. Because there's one thing to be a leader and have people like you, but you need to perform as well. And the way that I've always advised clients is I want you to stand out as a leader that drives a purpose-driven and profitable organization. In order to do that, we have to talk about both sides. We have to talk about how to be a leader as well as driving results. Because if you're a leader that just people like you, but you're not driving results, you're not a full effective leader because you should be able to get your team to meet the targets. So when we're tolerating things as a leader, we're seeing a dip in revenue. That's that's really what's going to be a top hitter. And, and in this, this season, I'll talk more about this. We're seeing employee turnover. We're seeing C-suite burnout. They're not even leaving. They're just extremely burnt out. And we're seeing a lack of interest from investors. So when you start to see some of these things, what's happening is as a leader in whatever position you are in the company, the company holistically are beholden to these tolerations and it becomes a pressure cooker and how we know that it's a pressure cooker and why it's time for us to talk about how not to lead is because the stats will tell us. So we all have seen the movement that happened during the pandemic. People wanting to get back to what's important and that's great. But then we started circling back to how we've always been. But if we take a look at what leaders people in the marketplace are saying about how they feel about the organizations they're working for, the numbers are telling. Let me share two statistics with you. Recently, there is a report that came out that said 69% of C-suite executives were highly, underline highly, considering leaving their full-time job, not for a company that paid them more money, but for a company that cared about their well being. That's huge. When an individual reaches the C-suite, true C-suites, you just don't get rolled on in. You have walked the talk. You have a resume full of positions that you paid your dues. You may have had to go get an MBA or a PhD. This is the the top of an organization that most people in their career aspire to. And you have 69% of them saying, the minute another company shows me that they care about my well-being, I'm out of here. Because they're seeing and probably not able to say they're surrounded by examples of how not to lead. The other example I want to give you is the chasm between employees and managers. The second statistic that's recently released surveyed managers to ask them, do you believe your employees know that you care about them. Over 70% of the managers said, yes, my employees know that we care about their well-being." While the employees on the other side of those managers were surveyed and less than 49% said, yes, I know my employee, my manager cares about me. Massive chasm. So what does that mean for you? What is that even related to on how not to lead? When we have a disconnect like these two statistics, so glaring over what an organization thinks their team is feeling about how their company cares about them and not even feeling, this is a result of what they're living out day to day. And it's telling us that the people that drive a business, that get the tasks done, 
that are showing up and doing the media interviews that are hiring and firing and doing the shipping and doing all the things that there is a massive breakdown in the culture and structure of organizations. And how that reflects to leadership is it's a direct result of what's being tolerated in leadership. One of the systems that I teach is a program called Recalibrate Leadership. And it's one system, two parts. One part is building your leadership insignia, um, all about your legacy, understanding who you are as a leader, how to communicate it. The second part is conversation complete. It's how to be a storyteller of influence. And Recalibrate Leadership is all about being a leader of influence. And the reason that I created this program and I've taught it over nine years is because whatever company I would come in, there is always a need for leaders to recalibrate. When a leader recalibrates, they shift into a gear that then gives them a different perspective and vision and skill set to not only lead effectively, but drive results. And so this part of what we're seeing in the data is telling us there has been a toleration of how you shouldn't lead for a long time. And people, and I know some of you listening to this, this is you. You're saying, LaDawn, I am nodding my head because I see it. I know negative Nancy has been with us for 30 years and they just put up with her bad behavior. You know, belligerent Bob yells at his people in the office, right? Sarcasm, Sally, who is the HR manager. Like if there's a Sally, Bob or Nancy, just using them for examples. Um, you know, sarcasm, Sally always has something to say when, when we're not performing well. Um, and so all of this is where this new generation of leaders, and it's not an age thing. It's an awakening thing. It is leaders who are saying enough. I don't want to live my life like this. It's not okay to treat people like this. I don't want to be treated like this. This is not how you should make money. This, this shouldn't have to be how I make a living. So what do we do? The first is you have to recalibrate as a leader. You have to recalibrate as a leader. If I pulled out some of the things that you are doing and you weren't even aware that you are a sarcastic Sally, a negative Nancy, a belligerent Bob, there is no judgment here. We can't heal until we know what we're doing. And so if in any of these episodes, there's a mirror that reflects back to you, the truth of who you are, that is an awesome thing to happen because when you know the truth, you can then go on to fix it. You can then go on to step into the full purpose of who you are, not as a leader, but as a person who leads because the change that you want to see in your team, in the department, in the company, in your constituents, in whatever it is, starts with you, my friend. Because leader, leadership happens and leadership is an inside job. So what do we do? And this is just our preview episode. So if this resonated with you, make sure to subscribe on any channel that you're listening to this on because I'm bringing the fire each and every week. Why? Because I still remember 
being wheeled out of my office on that stretcher. Oh, I remember the feeling of being humiliated in front of employees and neighboring businesses being exposed like that. Even though people were caring in the moment, I'm a performer, I'm a producer, I'm an A personality, I'm supposed to produce. And I had allowed situations to impact me so intimately that my health was on the line. I know what that feels like. And I never want any leader to have their emergency room moment. I also have sat with leaders who have learned that some of their C-suite executives are not performing the way that they thought, but they're not sure how. Well, Bob is like family. How do I coach them? Well, Bob has been milking you for two years and probably needs to go, right? And then those that are new managers with amazing, bold, innovative, strategic ideas to change the organization being silenced and squelched or not having enough time in the day to even have time to think and trying to go up the career ladder. People that have been laid off from positions and needing to start their career over again. This podcast is dedicated to you because I believe you are going to change the face of the marketplace because business can be a force for good. And that starts with leadership at the helm. So let me talk about the three groups of people that may listen to this podcast. The first of you are those that you have a history of leadership and management. You're not new to this game, but you're saying, whew, I don't want to be in that position again. I don't want to lead that way. I don't really know what this new age thing is about. <laughs> you might even be saying that this is for you. Your skill set is so necessary. You can leverage your skill set to become a, a leader in your organization that is a go-to confidant. You're going to learn that here on this podcast. The second group is you're a part of who I call the next gen leaders. It's not an age thing. You're just getting into leadership or management or starting to grow your career or getting back into your career. And you're like, I have seen how other people manage. That is not me. I don't want to be that leader. I want to know how not to lead. You're in the right place. And the third group is special to my heart because those of you that might have listened to this podcast because you wanted to be able to point out to others how they're leading wrong. And then as you're listening to this, there may be just a little nudge, a little tug on your mindset to say, Ooh, wait a minute. Some of that might be me. And you have an amazing record, a phenomenal resume. You could write the book on how to navigate critical change you might be extremely senior or tenured in your position. Here is my warning to you, is for you not to fall into the group that I call resisting a changing of the guard. You are the guard, you, your, your knowledge is needed for this next generation. But if you're not viewed as someone who is flexible in their conversation and they can come to you and see you as that confidant, then all of the experience in the world will actually not take away your reputation 
of being irrelevant to the conversations about leadership that's needed today because they're viewing you as non-flexible. It's a changing of the old guard that's needed. So let me give you your leadership tip for today for everyone that's listening. Here's the question for you. What are you tolerating? And a toleration in your career normally is reflected in your personal life. The saying is so old of what you tolerate in one area, you tolerate in other areas. Are you tolerating just putting up with whatever it is because this is just how you need to get along, because you need to keep the job in order to pay the bills, to send the kids to college, to pay for the dentist, in order to pay the mortgage, right? And I get that. I totally understand it. One of our future episodes, I'm going to talk about how our relationship with money can make us accelerate as a leader or it could be a derailment for us as a leader. Um, But what are you tolerating? Because if there is a conversation that needs to be had, I firmly believe that there is always a way to have effective, critical communications that even if you need to call someone to the carpet, you can do it in a way to where they don't realize they're being called to the carpet, but you're able to voice what's happening and what you don't want to tolerate Um, In order to change the situation, there is always a way to do it with grace and respect, Um, even with the most belligerent of people. And sometimes it is learning how do you manage these managers? That's one of the pillars that I teach in Recalibrate Leadership. And so in our podcast, we're going to go deep, guys. Like this is not going to be lightweight. (laughs) Some of you might listen to this podcast and be like, "Ooh, ouch you know, let me grab a pen and paper. I love that. And you can definitely connect with me on social. I'm on everything pretty much. Um, but TikTok, I'm not dancing. And then, but mainly LinkedIn, um, Twitter and Instagram. It's at LaDawn Townsend. You can always share with me your comments about what you took away from the podcast, but your leadership tip today is really a question for us to start. And that is, what are you tolerating in your life? because you're not just a leader. You are a person who is a leader. And so in your life, what are you tolerating? That's where we start. Because in order to have a voice in your leadership role, in your career of what you do, you must have a voice in your life. And I know that some of you even listening to this question, especially my introvert leaders, hang in with me, come back. I got you. I got a whole episode coming up about introverted leadership. I I got you. Um, You don't have to share your answer with anyone. And you might need to take some deep breaths or go take a walk in the park or sit in the Target parking lot or go journal to answer this question. Because there's something that you're tolerating that is holding you back from the full leadership potential of who you are. Thank you for joining me on our preview of our podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I look forward to seeing you back next week with our How Not to Lead podcast. You can make sure you can stay connected with me on social media. We have some great things that are coming up. I can't wait to share with you. This isn't just a podcast. This is our community, y'all. There'll be some amazing, exciting things where we'll be able to get together. Uh, I'll get you more support. 
and I'll be sending out some surveys and asking questions here on the podcast. So this is a community. This is a dialogue that we will have, not just a lecture. We will make sure to have uh, opportunities for us to have dialogue. So I'm so excited about that. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. I'm LaDawn Townsend, your host of the How Not to Lead podcast, transformational keynote speaker, leadership performance expert, believing that there are great things around the corner for you as a leader. See you next time. Thank you.